publish her podcast, episode 68. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another podcast episode. Today's a fun one. I got to interview Amy Ravishandran of, um, she is a PR expert and book marketing um, expert with Abundantly Social. And she gets into all kinds of great tips on book marketing, publicity, things to do long before you launch your book, during the event, collaboration, efforts, all kinds of things. We we covered the gamut on this one. So enjoy the podcast. And just a quick reminder before we get into it, if you are enjoying this podcast, we would really appreciate it if you would subscribe where you're listening and leave us a five-star review. Reviews help the podcast grow and be seen by, by more people, and we would really appreciate it. And as always, please check out the schedule, womeninpublishingsummit.com forward slash events to see what we have up and coming. If you're listening to this in July of 2022, as it is first released, we have the call for speakers open on our website for the next Women in Publishing Summit, which is going to be the first week of March 2023. So if you're listening before August 15th of 2022, 22, please head over to womeninpublishingsummit.com and check out our speaker application. We would love to get some great um, new faces in and cover all the topics. We're really looking for experts on marketing, on business growth, on um, building funnels and selling, marketing, um, using LinkedIn as an author or professional, how to use Pinterest for authors. All of these topics were Definitely looking forward to uh, receiving, in addition to our um, writing craft, editing, publishing, production, all of those great topics that we always want to include as well. So, all right, you've got it. You know where to go. You know what to do. And now let's learn some great marketing tips from the wonderful Amy Ravishandran. Thanks so much. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been, and I felt what you're feeling, and I don't want to get in your all right, everyone, welcome to another episode of the Publisher Podcast. I'm always excited to bring you other women in the industry who are offering services and help to authors. I recently met Amy through a friend uh, or a connection in the PR world, Sandy Lawrence, and I have totally enjoyed getting to know her a little better, appearing on her in front of her audience of authors, and um, she is just a ball of energy and a lot of fun. So I'm pleased to introduce you all to Amy Ravi Chandran, did I say that right? You did. All yeah. right. And she is the owner of Abundantly Social. And as, as of January 1st, 2021, the owner of uh, Perceptive Public Relations. She's been working with Sandy Lawrence in PR for authors and small businesses for 10 years. And uh, when Sandy decided to shift gears, she took over Perceptive Public Relations and then merged it with her social media company, Abundantly Social. So... That's you. You get. You grew up in San Antonio. San Antonio. I can't. Yes, San Antonio. I'm having trouble speaking at the end of my day here. Um, and then you started working in in public relations. And at what point in time did you start shifting into uh, working specifically with authors? 
So I originally started doing like social media management when I went to work with Sandy. And at that moment in time, she was kind of working with small businesses, real estate agents and companies and and everything like that. But she's always had this love for authors. And so whenever an author wanted help marketing, she always kind of jumped on it. And so it was something that we kind of dabbled in. And then within the last five years, I would say we really kind of focused because that's where her love was, was with authors. And it, I mean, it, it was with small businesses and real estate agents and stuff too, but she just had such a passion for authors, which is where I kind of learned and developed the same passion that she did. And so that's when we kind of went exclusive with authors and everything. So probably within the last five to six years, I would say. Yeah. Well, it's, it's fun. You've built up a big author community um, and it's all under the abundantly social umbrella right now, right? Yeah, it is. Yep. Cause yeah, that's the one that I own. So I own the rights and everything to that name. And I was like, we're just going to merge it there and make it simple instead of having to run two separate ones, two separate taxes. You know, I like simple. Yes, so I just exactly. It together. <laughs> so um, you have this wonderful community and then you offer, you are still offering services, one-to-one services. What kind of services do you provide then? Yeah. So um, abundantly social we kind of started off doing social media. So we do anything social media management to pretty much doing it done for you, social media marketing. And we just merged all the the PR services together. So for authors, that includes book launch parties, helping you become an Amazon bestseller, kind of celebrating you, press releases, speaking engagements, things like that on top of kind of the author community that we run all is like intertwined within that. Got it. Do you um, specialize in a certain genre or do you work with all authors? No. So we like to work with all authors just because when I started, Sandy had a love for like romance and cozy mysteries. And I have a love for like horror, sci-fi, you know, (laughs) suspense and nonfiction, you know, so we kind of just covered what we both loved, which ended up being all genres. So we really kind of just love the author community and everything that everyone has to offer. It's pretty, it's an awesome community. I'm really proud to be a part of it. Sure. So since you do have that social media and that public relations background, would you like to share some tips for authors, like when they should get started in this and some of the things that they can do to best uh, establish their, their brand and authority, I guess, as authors? Oh, yeah. So kind of the moment that you decide to publish your book, whatever publishing route that you go in, that's when you should create like an author page separate from your personal page and kind of start building a following that way and building the anticipation for your book coming out. Whether you have a release date or not, you want to kind of already be getting the ball rolling in terms of exposure and the genre that you write The you know, build up their author network and community with similar authors that write in that genre and kind of network and stuff way ahead before your book, you know, gets published, you have a publishing date, everything like that, because the longer you wait and it gets closer to your publishing day that your book comes out, the harder it is to kind of have those numbers to make you an Amazon bestseller or just a bestseller and to get those copies sold and bring the awareness because you're doing it in such a short window. So the closer out that we can get it or further out we can get it, I guess would be a better way of saying that. So like six months or more, you know, is when you really need to already have a marketing plan established, start building up your pages, 
and networking with other authors and similar genres. It doesn't have to be the same one, but similar ones so you guys can help each other because authors really are successful in helping each other to help them. And so the more author like connections you have, networking group, friends that you make, the more successful it's going to be when your book comes out because you'll have more beta readers. You'll have mm -hmm. more reviewers. You'll have more people to be on your book launch that can spread the word about your book to a bigger audience than maybe you currently have. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you want to start as early as possible, kind of getting everything out there. So what kind of activities, uh, you obviously mentioned beta readers and having people review your books. Are there other activities that, um, that authors can network with those similar genres uh, to do in their launch preparations? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you attend a critique group, you know, those are your point people to kind of get on your Facebook page or your LinkedIn or whatever platforms you decide to go on and kind of already be socializing with them, sharing stuff, building awareness with the people in your critique group or whatever, you know, writing avenue that you go down or support group you go to because they know your book. And so they're the ones that have watched this whole journey kind of come mm -hmm. about. So they're going to be the most honest opinion. And you want those people that, you know, have honestly told you your book is amazing and all of these things, not friends and family because they're biased. They love you. Right. <laughs> so you want people like that to kind of help you spread the word because they've been there with you. And so, you know, I would start there in your, you know, critique group, or if you're a part of like a writing guild or, you know, any writing avenue that you've been a part of that is similar in genre or has read your early work is kind of where you want to start and then let them kind of guide you in connections that they have. Right. I mean, that's how your network builds. It's like a spider web, but start with the center, which is the people that have read your book back when it wasn't edited and it right. wasn't perfect. <laughs> and they were like, okay, all of this needs to go right. You want those people to help you build your, your web. And so, you know, that would probably be the best place to start is something like that. Even if you don't have that, right. If you don't, if you didn't go to a, a critique group or anything like that, you know, you like Houston has the Houston Writers Guild. You could connect with a guild that's in your city or, or, you know, state or whatever, get involved with that. Let them know what you're writing, what genre you're doing and build connections that way. You know, a lot of those are nonprofits. They're not a whole lot of money, you know, and it's the best way to kind of get really immersed into the writing community where you live. So that would be, those are probably my two best options, I would say. What types of activities do you generally um, recommend that authors start to do, you know, beyond the critiquing and the reviews and things like that? Um, do you help facilitate authors to do like email swaps, newsletter swaps or things like that? Or what, what kinds of things do you generally see um, authors doing to really help each other as part of their launch teams beyond the reviews and critique? Yeah. So, um, and, you know, in the author community that I'm a part of and kind of help facilitate you know, well, we have different publishers and stuff in there and they will do like publisher bundles and they'll bundle with the other publishers, some of their works. And they do that on their email swap list, you know, so they are, they'll share it to all of their newsletters. Um, on top of that, you know, if we know someone that's hosting a book launch and, you know, they're new, a first time author, they don't really have a big community, then we, you know, generally recommend, hey, you know, I think these people would be a really great fit. They have a good audience they're really received well and their attendance is high, you know, you're going to want some of their readers to read your book because you're similar in writing style and genres. You know, we try to make every launch successful by sending and recommending different authors to help 
maybe the other authors that are new and they don't, they're not quite established within what their brand is. Um, so we do things like that. If we need to create a critique group, if someone can't find one, then we kind of find the avenues to get them into on top of, you know, building or bringing more people to kind of help them. So, you know, if you self-publish, traditional publish, at some point you have to do marketing. Your publisher isn't going to do it and carry the whole weight, right? So you have to market your book. And so we try to equip all the authors with ways that they can market by bringing in experts and things like that. And the latest things that authors are doing that's been successful. And then we brainstorm and give ideas to each other on how mm -hmm. the best to facilitate it, like going to comic cons, right? That's not a fit for every genre and it's not <laughs> worth wasting money to go if you write a nonfiction book, right? It's probably not the best avenue for you. So we'll bounce those ideas around and be like, hey, you know, I don't think that community is good, but I know of this farmer's market that a lot of authors go to in your genre that I think would be successful. Um, so it's kind of one of those, like we share the experiences that we have and we're not, we're more open because all of us have made mistakes. All of us have wasted money in different avenues that didn't pan out because we didn't know what to do. And so we try to help each other not make the same mistakes and learn from mm -hmm. them on top of, you know, really wanting everyone to be successful. So, I mean, everyone participates in the book launches if they want to, they recommend speakers if they want to, um, you know, do things like that to help make them better and stronger writers, right? Because the first book you put out is not always, you know, it's not your most perfect book, right. you put it out, right? And you learn each book that you put out. And so a lot of them, you know, offer anthologies and be like, hey, I would really like it if you'd write a chapter in this book, or if you would, you know, I think this would be a really good fit for you, you know? So we try to make it as much as community building within authors, as much as sharing resources and information kind of thing. So if one goes to a Comic-Con, all the fantasy writers are like, hey, I want to go, you know, they fly in or whatever. And it, it makes it worth it because they wouldn't necessarily think of going to those things. Sure. So, so you, you guys um, have that traditional uh, PR uh, focus with Sandy's background and all of that kind of stuff. One of the questions that we get a lot from different authors is whether or not sending a press release is worth it. So right. I would love to know, you mentioned press releases and I am totally on the fence. I have no opinion one way or the other because I see places where it's good and places where it's not as effective. So I'd love to hear from you <laughs> what you think about this question. Yeah, I mean, I think the best way or advice that I can give you is it's always good to have a paper trail of all of the milestones mm -hmm. in your life. Because you still have some of those people that research press releases and they want to look at them, right? And then you have like my generation that's all about social media and I want to know what you're posting. I want to know what's going on. I want to know <laughs> how many followers you have, right? So the best advice that I give everybody is do both. And the only reason that I say that is if you want to do a press release and have your paper trail on social media, you're covering the, the best of both worlds. So if you do a nonfiction book on health and say that it's, you know, for 50 and above, they're probably going to look for press releases and look for an online paper trail of you and not so much on social media, right? But you will have those ones, you know, that are looking for their family or for, you know, their mom and dad to help them. And so they're going to look on social media. So you're really covering all avenues of where your audience is. 
with that being said, I wouldn't spend five or six hundred dollars to send out a press release because you know it could cost that. I would probably be more a hundred to one twenty. You know, I wouldn't pump a whole lot of money into it because you have social media over here that's free, right? Yeah. So it's just the best way to make sure you're getting the most exposure that you can to both demographics that you're targeting honestly. So I'm yeah. on the fence like you. I'm like, we just do both. It makes it easy. <laughs> well, I can definitely see um, certain genres and certain topics. And of course, if you're trying to get lots of traditional media and things like that, mm-hmm. the benefit behind that, but you know, social media, to your point, um, that's where a lot of stuff is happening. Um, what, how, what, do you have some tips for new authors who maybe haven't had a robust social media um, presence or are struggling with building theirs, what types of activities do you recommend um, to do to do that, to help them there? So honestly, <clears throat> the greatest advice that I can give anyone trying to build it is to be consistent. That's like the number one thing I hear all the time is I don't have enough time to do it. Well, there's schedulers out there. Facebook has its own built-in schedule which you can do for your page and it cuts the time in half. But being consistent and getting your audience used to hearing from you however many times a day or however many times a week, it builds up and then that relationship starts building, right? And the whole a concept behind it, you know, with Abundantly Social is we, our whole motto is we add like that personal touch into it mm-hmm. and the personal relationship and people buy things, whether it's a book, what, whatever it is from people that they relate to, they feel like they trust and they know, and they have some sort of relationship with. And so by being consistent on social media and posting things and not always just buy my book, buy my book, right? Cause that no one's going to do that, but posting like quotes that you like, or letting your audience feel like they're on that writing journey with you is going to do a lot in the long run than paying for likes on your page. Because if you jump from like 12 to 3000 in like two days, everyone's going to know what you did. Like, it's just, don't do that. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's going to know what you did. It's not worth it. Just let it organically grow. And I mean, it's going to take six months or longer to really feel the impact of it, yeah. but the more consistent that you are and the more true to kind of yourself and the things that you post and occasionally posting about your book or an event that you're at, you know, you want to highlight that you're going and doing all of these things in terms of your book and you're supporting other authors and this is why you became a writer and you're so passionate about it that's going to do a lot more than buy my book buy my book hey buy this book hey i'm at this place come buy my book right because then all they're seeing is like you just want my money you just want my money you just want my money there's no relationship there and the whole thing about social media is it's meant to be social it's meant to build relationships and communicate and make new friends and you want your readers to feel like they're friends with you. One, they're going to be loyal and come back. And two, they're going to recommend you to everyone that they know because they believe in you and they support you. And, you know, they like their books and stuff like that, but you want to have that relationship. You want to feel that way with your readers. That's the most important thing. I mean, I could give you five or six tips, you know, use hashtags, do all these things. But the number one thing and complaint I get all the time, like, oh, I'm not getting any traction. I'm not getting any likes. Well, how often do you post? Oh, well, like, you know, once or twice a month. Well, no, like (laughs) you're not going to get any traction that way. You know, like you have to post once a day, or if you're not going to post once a day, then post at least three times a week and be, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever, but be consistent with it. Because when you become inconsistent, they're used to hearing from you. 
they're not going to come back. That's how you lose followers when you drop off and then you come back. Then you have to rebuild all of that back up. And that takes longer. So just making it a habit, being, you know, consecutive with it makes it a lot more successful. And you'll have that success faster than just expecting it to be there overnight. Social media yeah. isn't like that. Like you may have the influence and stuff that blow up because the celebrities shared them or whatever. You'd rather have organic growth, which is, you know, you're not having to pay for it and have every single person that likes your page or reader that has read your book or recommends your book to somebody than to have, you know, paid likes or whatever. And they're not going to convert to sales or anything like, yeah, because then it's going to be harder to make your money back when you invest all this money into a book, right? I mean, eventually you want to at least break even when you invest all this money in your book and that takes time. Right. So it's kind of one of those things you have to just know that it's going to take time and be patient. It's definitely a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> well, of all the things that, um, that, that, you know, are on the list of book marketing activities, where do you rank social media? And is that something that should be ramped? I mean, you just said consistent, so I'm not even going to phrase the question that way. Like, is it a higher priority um, than other types of marketing activities or how would you rank marketing activities? Yeah, I mean, I would say for me, it would be doing a book launch and so social media is gonna be probably the number one, just because when you do a book launch, we're gonna do it live on all of these platforms and tag you in it, right? And you wanna get that exposure. But when we pitch you for speaking opportunities and stuff like that, they're going to look at your social media mm -hmm. to see your numbers, to see your followers for the bigger ones, or they're going to expect you to pay to speak. Right. And so it's kind of one of those things you want to make it an even playing field. So you really want to have both of those, your top priority and have, you know, the bestseller status and things like that. But even if you don't get that, you want to have the launch to bring awareness along with your social media. So people know what you're doing. Right. Right. And that, and the social media aspect, you know, bit being tied with that is because, you know, if you have people on your book launch and stuff like that, you want access to their audience. And if they share the video and it's all about your book, they're seeing and hearing you as an author and what your book is, and they're more likely to go and buy it. You won't be able to do that if you're not on any social media or you only have like three followers. You don't really kind of brand it that way. It's going to be a lot harder to convert sales and stuff for you and to be able to piggyback in a poor choice of word off of other people's audience that have built it and they support you, you know, yeah. so they're definitely tied for number one, I would say. So you've talked about um, pitching people for speaking events and things like that. What, um, what type of speaking events do you generally pitch fiction authors to? So fiction authors, I will put on a lot of podcasts that want to talk about world building or dragons, a lot of, you know, fiction authors have dragons and, and stuff like that. And so a lot of them get put onto podcasts or they go onto different Comic-Con networks, you know, for their fantasy books or for their mystery thrillers. Those are all going to be great for those realms. Um, nonfiction is more going to be podcasts and like podcasts in terms of, you know, motivation. How does this work for you? And in-person book signings instead of going to comic cons and stuff because comic cons or any kind of you know con arena isn't going to be a good fit for a nonfiction book right but going to markets and going to wellness centers and building relationships going to bookstores to do book signings and things like that are more for nonfiction than fiction fiction writers aren't going to have the, as much success as a nonfiction writer 
So, and it's December now. So when we're recording this, um, if you're listening beyond this point, um, this, this exact thing won't necessarily be relevant, but um, other things that maybe you're doing to build up your author community. So right now you're in the middle of your, of doing your um, 12 days of, of, of promos, right. For authors. Mm-hmm. Do yeah, you want to so you want to talk yeah. about that and, and tell us how, how you're helping authors market their books by bringing them into your community? Oh, sure. Yeah. So we do this every December. It's the first 12 days of December. Um, this year is called the 12 days of page turners. And what page it turners. is, is yeah. um, every night we have three to four different authors, different genres. So it's not the same genre every night. And they come on and they talk about their books and they're running some kind of holiday promotion on their book. But uh, for the a bigger part of it is we get to know the author and why they started their writing journey, what inspired them to start writing, whether in the genre that they are, if they are multi-genre, what was just the inspiration to put, you know, pen or pencil to paper or fingers to keyboards. Um, so it's really kind of highlighting the author and what drives them and their passion behind writing. Because every book, every author that I have ever talked to has said, you know, having a book is like birthing a child, right? It's uh-huh. like they put their heart and soul into it. And I'm like, I don't know. I have, I have given birth to a child. I don't know. Like, I don't know. <laughs> no, I haven't. I live vicariously through authors. I haven't written a book, but they put their heart and soul into it. And they take a leap of faith that people are going to like it. Whatever reviews that they write, you know, they take them personally sometimes. And so I want to know what the driving factor is behind them wanting to become a writer. Was it always like that? Was it, you know, an inspiration at 13 or was it something that they just were like, I want to do this and I want to be like JK Rowling or, you know, any other author, you know, big and famous like that. And so, you know, it's highlighting them. Yeah. It's highlighting their books and the special that they're running. And if you're interested in it, but it's really them as writers and the driving force behind it, which is, mm-hmm. I love, like, I got that love from Sandy. Sandy used to always love hearing the backstory of an author. She always said, everybody has a story yeah. and she wanted to know what was their story. And it always somehow connects to their book. Like they, a character in their book is off of someone that they just really didn't like in person and, you know, they could kill them in their book. Or it was one, you know, that they were going through this process and it was therapeutic to write about it or to express it in a different way or how if what options that they picked from the route that they went their book is mostly about the route that they could have gone down you know and it's it's interesting to hear everything that goes in behind it and the dreams that you know come about and they're like the character's name I dreamt it and it was just like oh my gosh I had to get up and write I'm like well I hope it was 10 in the morning because if it was three or four I'm going back to bed you know like I know I'll wait I'll wait you know so it's amazing yeah, I agree. I think the backstories are really fun and interesting too. And it brings, and I think um, using, thinking about this in, as well in your social media and in, in the other ways that you're getting out in front of people um, as a participant and a viewer on it, I found it really interesting to hear all the stories behind the books and wound up buying several books just because just listening to the person talk about why they were writing or how they wrote it or what inspired it or the journey across the mountains into Spain or what, you know, whatever, whatever story it was behind those books. Like it, it brought them, it brought the book and it brought the person behind the book into a whole new light for me. So I think, um, you know, giving people the opportunity to talk about 
their story, their inspiration, what's behind it, or doing those. And if you're not going to speaking events, doing it on your social media, sharing kind of that peek behind the curtain, I think it really helps engage people and make you more interesting as a person, which makes your book more interesting to, to them as well. Um, I, I found that it's been a lot of fun. It's been a great experience. Do you, do you host things like that throughout the year or just the December one? No. So it's actually my first year hosting on my own. I've managed a ton of different summits and stuff. Um, but it, it's my first year hosting it on my own. We've always done it in December. Um, but you know, with the response and everything that's going on, I probably will have to do it in the spring too. And just, you know, to make it, make it fair. But I mean, it's just, it's been so interesting and, and fascinating to just learn people's stories. Cause I'm like you, I mean, I've bought so many books and I bought them before they were on specials. Cause I did a meet and greet and I was just like, oh my gosh, I'm broke for the holidays. Like no one's getting gifts because I've done, I bought all these books for myself because I was impulsive, but you know, it's one of those things that it's just, you know, going back to the whole social media, it's building that relationship. Yeah. And, you know, it, you can sell your book without really talking about your book. Just, yeah. you can see how passionate people all are about it. And you're just like, wow, well, if you're that passionate about it, I want to know, you know, and, right. and it's kind of one of those things. So, I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, offering it, doing something similar in the spring, like, or maybe in the beginning, you know, kick off summer, you know, something yeah. like that. But it is something that we offer the first 12 days of, of December with the holidays around. And, you know, giving the book, honestly, is the best Christmas gift you can give everyone. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know, I've played with the idea. So we'll, we'll have to see if it comes about or not. So. Well, I, I think it's just, it's a great, it's a great opportunity also for the authors in the community to get the practice of being interviewed and talking and sharing about their story and sharing what's going on that I can tell you like the difference that it makes if, if all of those authors that I had the opportunity to listen to, if they were just to post a picture on social media of themselves and to even describe in written word about their story. Like I may skim it, I may read it, but there's just so something so different in, in hearing someone talk, which is going to be my guess why podcasts are so successful because, you know, you, you get to hear deeper beyond the story and deeper into all of those things. Um, but it, 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 to me, it was a much bigger sales point as well, like a selling point for then just a still picture. So, I mean, I would guess as many opportunities as people can take to get to the point where they're telling their story in front of a listening audience as well, in addition to the pictures. And once you know somebody, you can, you'll look at their pictures all day long on Instagram, but it's so different, like listening to somebody talk about themselves and talk about their adventures and their journeys and their heartbreaks and their, uh, you know, all the things. It was just, it's a great idea. I'm glad that you do it. It's a wonderful resource for, for your participants and everybody listening. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, I've been doing video for, for so long and it was one of those things where, like you said, you can look at a photo and you're just like, oh yeah. Okay. You know, when you're nine numb or mind numbingly scrolling just through Facebook or Instagram <laughs> or whatever, but on a video, I've always found myself stopping to watch it. <clears throat> if it had an interesting title or if the person was, you know, really animated, like I'm just super animated. I talk with my hands. I'm just like, this is how we're going to do it. Like, you know, it is what it is. And it, for me, you know, I like watching videos like that and I relate more and I'm more likely to tune in. Yeah. And so, you know, the doing it in, in video and having 
different genres on and not the same genre every night and not having authors that already knew each other on because that really defeats the whole purpose. You know, if you guys already know each other, the conversation is going to be really hard to pull because you guys already know each other, you know, but when you don't know anyone on there and it's all new and you, you know, you want to talk and do all these things. But I mean, the greatest gift that I could give to an author when I was thinking about it and, you know, doing it on video and stuff was, you know, I have a, an access to a huge network. I've worked really hard to build it over the years and stuff. And it, it's not right for me to just keep everyone that I know that's an author to myself, you know, right. it, it was good, you know, especially the self-published and indie published authors, you know, and, and the author game is just a hard game to market your book yes, and, do it is. Things. And, and 2020 was, you know, such a hard year for everybody. And I was like, you know, we're just going to open it up. If I can put you in front of 75,000 people, I'm going to do it, you know, and and that, that's kind of the goal. Like if something happens out of it, that's great. But, you know, I want you to come on, have a good time, make new author friends, hopefully sell a couple books, but gain new readers and yeah. new followers and connections, you know, I mean, that's, yeah. that's the whole point. So, I mean, I, I love it. It's super fun. It's, I can't rewatch myself though. It's kind of one of those things. I just, <laughs> I can't rewatch no. myself. I don't know if you can do it. No, I hate it. rewatching myself. I hate listening to myself too. <laughs> right? I mean, I just, I refuse. Like whenever I do it, I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm not going to go back, rewatch it. If I do, it's like muted. So I can't listen, you know, it's just, I can't do it. But I mean, it's, everyone else can do it. They want the recording. I'm like, I don't know how you can do that. I can't, I can't do it. But it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. Well, I really enjoy the way your authors um, interact with each other. And it's clear that, you know, there've been some pretty strong bonds formed in that community. So that's pretty neat. Um, Okay. Well, I appreciate you taking the time today to talk about all of this stuff and, you know, the marketing it's, it's tough. So it's a lot more fun to, to make it better by surrounding yourself by other people who are along the journey and who get that and appreciate that. Um, so where can people find you to learn more about your services and your community and all that great stuff? Yeah. So all of my social medias are open to the public. You don't have to be my friend to see anything, but it's Amy Ravi Chandran on all of my platforms, abundantly social on Instagram and Twitter. Um, but the best way to kind of get information about it is to either go to my website, which is abundantlysocial.com or to just email me at amy at abundantlysocial.com. You spell Amy, A-I-M-E-E, just it's spelled different. Um, but I mean, I, yeah, I, I generally get back pretty quick and, you know, I can set up a call. My number is on the bottom of my, my email. So if I don't get back to you in 24 hours, call or text me, you know, I'm, I'm pretty open. I'm an open book. I like to just help people and, and help authors. So, I mean, those are the best avenues to, to get in touch with me. But thank you, Alexa, for having me on. It's been so much fun. I really appreciate it. Yes, thank you for, for sharing with us. All right, have a good one. Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time. I'm not going